0: episode, our first full real episode of my brand new podcast, Bitchin' Over Biscuits. I am your host, Jen Kober. I am joined by my producer, Mike Brignac, and normally we would be joined by comedian Jeff D. However, this week, Jeff D is on a Caribbean cruise with thousands of homosexuals going (laughs) through the islands of St. Croix and Puerto Rico and such. Uh, Jeff can't be with us because he's on a boat, genuinely, Uh, but he did leave us a video message if you would love to see that video message. And it is hilarious. Am I I wrong?
1: Oh, I've watched it three times and I crack up each time (laughs) I find another little nugget.
0: He's interviewing people on the boat, gay men who are on the boat with him and asking them about their travel experiences because today's theme for our podcast, our category of the week is travel. We are picking a different genre of podcast every week to cover. And this week's genre or category or uh, subdivision, as it may be called, is travel. If you would like to see Jeff D's video on travel on his gay cruise, and it is hilarious, you need to go check out our Instagram, at the Bob podcast. That's our link. That's how you get to it. At the Bob podcast. Our website is coming very soon. I just bought at the So you know what they say. If you build it, they will come. So we got to build that website and it's coming soon. This morning, because it is called bitching Over Biscuits, we are also enjoying biscuits as we Mm -hmm. do this podcast. I am lucky enough to be involved with a gorgeous woman who is a baker. And, uh, you know, since she lives in my house and we sleep in the same bed, she made me biscuits for this podcast. How sweet is that? So she made me a biscuit sandwich. It is... Cheddar cheese, scrambled eggs, bacon mm. on a crispy homemade biscuit that this woman made for me with tons of butter. She didn't use Crisco. She used butter. That's love.
1: Mm. That is
0: Popeye's level love <laughs> in a biscuit. Okay. Then listen to what she did. She knows I love Fruity Pebbles. That's just my cereal. My go-to comfort cereal is Fruity Pebbles. She found a recipe that put Fruity Pebbles inside the biscuit. So it's like a sweet little rainbow biscuit and I love anything rainbow. <laughs> and then she iced it and put more little fruity pebbles on top. P.S. When I bit into it, I realized this bitch sliced it in half and put icing in the middle. Oh, in the middle, yeah. dude! She <laughs> double-deckered me. This is love. I, they, and she said, babe, I made these just for your podcast. Hmm. So the, there will be pictures on our Instagram They are exquisite. Are are these the most beautiful biscuits you've ever seen? They look delicious. I mean, I'm in in awe. I can't even believe it. I have hit the jackpot of women, and I'm incredibly uh, happy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I met her while traveling. This is how we Uh, met. We met on a trip on one of these gay boats like Jeff is on, a much smaller (laughs) one that actually had some women on it. And uh, the two women were me and her, and so <laughs> so we ended up just spending all this time together and really getting to talk and know each other. And and you know that's one of the things, one of the reasons to travel, right, is to meet people. Yeah, I mean, don't you find that?
1: I do, and you find some of the most fascinating people on the road in unexpected places.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And
1: that's that's one of my favorite parts of traveling. Uh-huh. I'll tell you I later. I've got a story it. about this wonderful little old lady we met in New York last year, but we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that I one of my favorite ways to travel, and I know this is one of Jeff's favorite ways to travel too, because he posts about it on his Instagram all the time, is by train. I mm-hmm. love to take the train places because... Uh, Planes make me a little nervous, just to be honest. I don't like airports. And flights get delayed and canceled Mm. all the time, especially recently when they've been having so many pilot shortages. So I took to taking the train. And so did Jeff. Uh, and because there's a train that connects New Orleans and, and Lake Charles. Right. Yeah. He was taking that train back and forth when he was going back and forth, making his movie or doing shows with me. And he hooked me onto it, which then made me start taking the train all up in New York, all through Chicago, from Chicago down to New Orleans, from New Orleans out to LA. I mean, I just love taking a train. And the reason is you meet some characters on the train, not just on the train. The There are people that hang out at train stations. Did you know that? Like <laughs> no, it's I didn't. 1968 and we're all just hanging out at train stations. <laughs> I have met some of the coolest people, just like I got off to grab something at the vending machine or just to like stop the vibration for a minute. Cause you know, we have a, a stop at a train stop or whatever, or to switch trains and you're in the train station, you know, grabbing a hot dog or a tuna salad sandwich. Mm. And you just meet somebody. You're just talking to somebody in line because people that take the train are alone. That's what you oh, need to yeah. know. They are alone. <laughs> you don't travel in packs on a train. So it it's really lovely. I've had some just wonderful conversations. And you know, the minute people find out you're a comedian, they want to talk to you, so you find out where are you from? Where are you going? What's happening? you know and I mean I talked to a guy who had just We were actually, this was on a bus, which is another Mm. interesting way to travel.
1: No, no thank you.
0: He had a, he had a gar, all he had with him was a garbage bag.
1: Oh boy.
0: And I was like, okay. (laughs) And he sat right next to me and I was traveling with Blue, my dog, my Labrador (laughs) retriever. So he, the, and of course you know, if Blue sees a suspicious person, she got to sniff him. So she's just all up in this guy's. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, she's really friendly. He's like, no, no, I like dogs. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And so we start talking and he starts petting the dog. And pretty soon we're like sitting next to each other and the dog's on both of our laps. And we're having a conversation. And he's telling me how he just got out of prison in Syracuse, mm. New York for weed.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous. What well, was his
0: offense was weed. Yeah. They let him out because they started letting people out that they had locked up for something that's now legal. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, no, man, that was it. I was up there for some, he was, this was a young kid, a nice looking kid. And he's just, oh, it just broke my heart. And, yeah. and I thought to myself, I would have never met this guy if I hadn't taken the bus.
1: Right. And you've got this you cool know? little story that you can share with everyone else about that. It, yeah. it all, it's the textures of life, you know, it's just all these different shades and colors that make up this tapestry that we call our lives. And yeah. that's, so what was in the bag weed?
0: I no. I think it was just his clothes. And that was uh, just what he had to carry his stuff in from man. prison. Cause he was wearing a white t-shirt and white pants and I didn't get it. You know? Oh, so he just
1: head. got out. Yeah. He literally, literally got on the, got on day, the bus. They,
0: put, they gave, you know what they gave him? $50 on a bus ticket. That's oh. what you get when you get out of prison in the state of New York. I was like, "Wow. What?" He goes, "Yeah, you get a bus ticket to your home, like wherever you're from." And then I was like, "Man, that's unbelievable to me."
1: I thought that no. was just a, you know, a joke, you know, no. send you put I you mean, on a bus home. So that really whoa. happens.
0: That re- that's what they gave him. That's what he was entitled to one, upon release was a well, that's bus a BS. ticket home and 50 bucks in his pocket and i was like man you want to have a tuna salad sandwich <laughs> like, this thing's pretty good and we did we shared a sandwich and some chips and talked to each other and it was just you know it was one of those conversations that i truly would not have had if i weren't somebody that just doesn't meet strangers now listen I've talked to a bunch of wack too that yeah. did nothing but scare the shit out of me. So <laughs> I, you know, it's it's a crapshoot. Some it's like it's like a scratch-off ticket. Sometimes <laughs> and you win. But um, and a lot of times you don't. But I, I don't regret any of the conversations because, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a it's material. It's I'm constantly, you know, creating characters and doing this kind of work. And so the travel really does help. And and PS, it's 90% of the job of the stand-up comedian. You're not paying me to tell jokes on stage. Right. I do that for free. That's what I got to do in my soul. <laughs> that is gonna happen no matter what. You're paying me to get on that airplane and get to wherever you are to hear these jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because oh ooh, I have had some dilemmas on the world of travel, right? There are some days where it does not go well. I would call it a a travel nightmare. Uh, And mine happened in Portugal. Uh I I was on a riverboat cruise with 300 lesbians. It was like (laughs) my dream gig, right? Uh, Two of my best friends are on the boat with me. We are just having a great time. We are laughing. I had to do a self-tape audition And they came over to my room and, like, helped me do the self-tape audition. They were like, we get to play parts in your audition? And I was like, oh, yeah. They go, what are our parts? I go, "Uh, you're a rabbi and a sheik. And they showed up to my room (laughs) dressed as a rabbi and a sheik. No way. Like, it was just lovely. We were just having the best time. We were laughing at everything. Everything was funny. Everything was – it was just a great trip until – I got the COVID oh, in Portugal. No. And this was in like late 2021. So you had to stay. Mm. I had to stay in Portugal for 10 days in a hotel at oh, my expense. Oh, uh, And And stay there until I could, because that was the quarantine period, yeah. whether I was sick or not after 10 days, I had to stay there for 10 days. Luckily, I never really got sick. I got a headache. I felt lethargic. But I was stuck in a nice. hotel room in Portugal. You couldn't leave the hotel room. The whole hotel was a quarantine of people that had tested positive. It was like being in a hospital Ooh. of positive people, right? And the, here's the the kicker, dude. There's no Wi-Fi in the hotel. Oh, man. You have to watch the TV. The TV is in a mirror on the wall like I couldn't even figure out if there was a TV for like two days. (laughs) And when I finally was like, this remote must do something. And I just start hitting buttons and the thing turns on. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. And then I watch the TV. Everything is in Portuguese, dude. Everything Uh. is... I found Catfish, the MTV show on TV there. It's in Portuguese. I had to read it in English. (laughs) Oh my... It was... I was... I was in hell. It was... It was I wanted to see Portugal so badly and and I couldn't. I saw it for like 3 days, for these wonderful 3 days I had, and then I got covid and they got me off the boat and put me in this hotel. Oh, that's so I'm awful. In this hotel, right, for 10 days. Then after 10 days, I'm still testing positive even though I'm I'm not really sick. And I'm like, I got to go home. I got to get out yeah. of this country. What's cuz you know at this point, we still I'm my mother raised me to be scared. She just did. So, you know, at this point we still don't really know what COVID is, what it's going to do to you, what the long-term effects are. And I've gone two years without it. And here I am getting it in a foreign country by myself. I'm there by myself. I, you know, I don't speak the oh, Well, It was, it was so scary. I finally had to get a doctor. I had to get on an app and find a doctor who would, verify when my first test was to now being 10 days and write me a letter that I had to show to the airlines that said it had been 10 days since I tested positive, that I wasn't uh, contagious anymore or whatever, that I was allowed to fly. Uh, It was like, it took 16 acts of Congress and four letters from senators to like get me on this plane to get home. I finally get home and I caught some kind of head cold on the plane on top
1: of the COVID you had COVID and then a now I'm testing negative for
0: COVID, but I'm sick as a dog. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. I forgot this part happened while I was home and could get ta-ta'd by somebody, you know, it was just, Oh, that was the worst trip ever yeah
1: that because and, and qualifies
0: it because it started as the best it started out so fun me and my friends were having the best time I mean I, I've i never laughed so much as I did with these two girls on this trip we were having and they were sisters so the, the oh. two of them and they were in the room next door to me so we just were cutting up all the time and having the best time me and lesbian sisters like it was. <laughs> Jenny and Deb, hello! I love <laughs> you. So, I mean, we just had the best time on this trip, and we were having the best time, and then, boom, COVID. And and P.S. They tested positive for oh, COVID too. That's what I was going to ask Wednesday you. Once got home.
1: Oh, so, so you gave it to every, them? All most the
0: lesbians on this boat got COVID. Clearly, we are not as good as the gay men at keeping virus away from us. <laughs> oh but it was um, it was rough. That was really one of the worst.
1: Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Being stuck with COVID and quarantined at home is bad enough. But here you've got, you know, Grubhub or Uber Eats and Wi-Fi, and you can do anything from home. But Portugal?
0: There was Grubhub in Portugal. Let really? But let me tell you, I or I wanted, I just wanted, I kept having to order room service and all they had for room service basically was breakfast food hmm. so it was just eggs and and toast and cheese every morning i couldn't and the eggs kept getting runnier and runnier oh, like man. every morning like finally when it was egg drop soup i was like i can't uh- anymore <laughs> and my friend i'm posting on facebook like i'm stuck in portugal i have covid oh my god please send messages of hope and my friend says i i live in portugal part time uh I have a home there. There's Grubhub in Portugal. Use it. I was like, oh, there. Is- oh my God! So I get on the app. I, I all I wanted was something familiar. So I yeah. thought McDonald's. Okay, mm. McDonald's. How? Sure. I ordered a Big Mac, and it came on focaccia bread. Oh no, thank you. Mm-mm. Then I was like, okay, I'm gonna order uh, pizza. There is something from Pizza Hut. A pizza. Right. Hut. Yeah. Pizza Pizza. Delicious. There's something that they put in the meat in Portugal. Some mm. spice or some some, I don't, I don't know if it's fennel or it's there's something they're putting in their meat that I don't care for, that we don't use here. And and it makes everything taste a very You know how some people say cilantro tastes like soap to them? Right. So I don't get that. Whatever this spice is, oh, it tasted just like metal to me. I hate it. Ooh. And it was in whatever the pepperoni they used at the Pizza Hut, so I couldn't eat the Pizza Hut. So then, I ordered Taco Bell. I just want—I ordered Mm. one taco and a Mountain Dew. I thought this is going to fix me. I am going to feel perfectly fine after I eat this. You—it's Taco Bell, right? You can't mess that up. (sighs) They put barbecue sauce. Nope. In the meat. Oh oh, come on! Barbecue sauce over there, because that's what they oh. Oh, I have never, I've never wanted to be back in the United States. Yeah. So every, usually when I'm in Europe, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back. I was like, get me home. Oh my God. And the first thing I did when I landed was go to again, get a Big Mac and just eat a real, actually, I think I got a quarter pounder, but still, I just wanted like real yeah, a quarter pounder. Yeah. Like the real thing, like just American beef. That's all I want, and that you'll never hear me say that again. <laughs> but, oh, <no. laughs> but that was all I wanted. It was a nightmare.
1: That yes, I, I'm still in shock over the barbecue in a taco. I mean, yeah. it's <sighs> very. and now I think we've all bitten into a Taco Bell taco and having something unexpected happen. <laughs> barbecue sauce,
0: little piece of hook. <laughs> Is that a nail? <laughs> Some knuckle, just oh, knuckle, <laughs> sour cream you weren't expecting.
1: Mmm, nasty. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of uh, my family and I took a trip to my sister's house in Maine in February of one year. Ooh, now it's not just Kim and me and our five kids; it's my parents, my other my brother and his family, my sister, other sister and her family, twenty of us. Flying from uh, Lake Charles to Houston, from Houston to Newark, Newark to Portland, Maine. (laughs) It's great. You, we were able to do it smoothly.
0: Plane from Lake Charles to Houston. We did
1: the little bitty plane. uh, We flew on the commuter flight. That uh, the back seat is like a school bus back seat. It's one big bench, and you can reach behind you and touch the luggage behind a curtain. (laughs) That's the plane we were on. But that was fine. <laughs> we get all the way to Newark, smooth. everything's going great. No diaper accidents on the plane. All of that's great. Planned everything perfectly. And then all of a sudden, the the port authority, the official guys at the Newark airport start sending all of us outside, get out of the building, the entire airport, all of us. We didn't know what was going on. Just get out, get out. A snowstorm is happening. Well, if you're from up there, it's probably not a snowstorm, but for this Lake Charles guy, it was a freaking it was a blizzard.
0: It seemed real, real suspicious oh, to me. Right? Why are these mashed potato flakes falling up? The sky? <laughs> What's happening here?
1: Turns out it was a bomb scare. <gasps> a bom- a, somebody made a bomb threat. Uh-
0: uh no no right. no! I so, profile at an airport, and I and I'm and I'm not profiling who you think I'm profiling. I'm looking for the person you don't think has a bomb. Exactly every woman, every young white woman with a stroller. I am like this bitch has a bomb. Like I am. <laughs> ooh, I don't trust anybody, especially old people because they don't have nothing to lose. Right.
1: Mm-mm. Ooh, that's exactly right. Wow. You got to watch them. That's
0: scary them. as hell. That's scary as hell.
1: Yeah. So we're out there for a couple of hours in the freezing cold. Uh, and it was snowing with one of my children, the baby on my back, one of those uh, little baby backpacks, uh-huh. other babies screaming. We can't even sit down and we're out of snacks. We can't go get snacks. Yes. You can't yes. leave the airport. That was miserable.
0: Listen, I, this bring, this brings us naturally to the next segment, which is travel tips. I am yes. telling you one of the greatest things you can do for yourself is to always have snacks, yes. like, a, whether you have kids with you or not. And you think, Oh, I'm just getting in on one flight to blah. Nope. Mm. Bring something with you. I mean, a kind bar, a granola bar, a bag of peanuts, a bag of animal crackers, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like whatever makes you Feel good and have, like what is your go-to comfort snack? Yeah. And have that on you. I mean, it just helps. You don't know how often I am about to have a meltdown, and Brooke looks at me and bees and says, "Bees like Brooke, <laughs> <laughs> Brooke looks at me and bees like girl." <laughs> Brooke looks at me and says, "Girl, here's a cookie." Like (laughs) calm it down. And it works every time. Now it helps that she makes incredibly good cookies and she makes butterscotch ones Mm. that I like. That's what we travel with because she knows that's going to immediately calm the beast. If I get cranky or hangry or upset or, or sad or anxious or anything, it works. Snacks are important. What's a travel tip you say you can't do without?
1: My children don't wear diapers anymore, but you got to, you got to plan ahead. You got to, uh, don't trust for your luggage to make it to where you're oh, going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put everything- I always
0: keep, keep a change of underwear and a, yes. change of clothes and a toothbrush and like a little deodorant and a little thing of baby powder and a little thing of my, my, my room spray in, in my, on me, because right. you might not see her. That's a very good one. Cause there have been times I've gone a couple of days without my, my skivvies. I think
1: it takes one time, you know, you That happens yep. to you once, and then you yep. know, never again. When you're at
0: target buying everything like shoes. Right. You're like, I hate myself. I hate Delta Airlines, like I, this is never gonna happen again. Um here's the other thing, especially if you are traveling on an airplane where there are children, uh, bring some earplugs, mm-hmm. some headphones, something, because, you know, drowning that there, there's nothing you can do. Children are going to travel. People are going to talk on air. I mean, I've had people that were just having a normal conversation behind me and I'm like, oh my God, I hear it 10 times because we're in this pressurized tube yeah. and they're right behind me, you know, and you want to sleep or you want to relax or you want to focus on your game or whatever it is you're doing. Headphones, earplugs. Fl- so work and please be respectful of other people and wear those earphones if you're watching videos on your phone oh please I mean I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten on an airplane and usually it's older people I will say that but the stewardess has to come over and say to them we need you to put on your earphones we don't want to all hear the news yeah so it's it's a thing so and and it helps you as well um I also think that. Um, like you said, being prepared like with, with supplies and things, but also being prepared like as to what is where you are going. Like what are the local customs? What are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do? What's customary? What is, are there festivals coming up? Is there some food you need to try? Like read up on the place you're going before. And I'm the worst about this, dude. I say this because I am, my mother will be like, we're going, I would start taking my mom on these trips with me. And she'll be like, oh, we're going to Rudersheim. It's known for this little coffee drink that has the blood. And I'm like, how do you know this? She goes, well, I looked. I Googled it, Jennifer. That's what people do. And I'm like, you know what? I travel so much. I just get in the habit of like kind of just being surprised when I get there. I let somebody (laughs) else tell me and I just kind of join other people's expeditions. But it's a great thing to do. And I don't have to do it when I'm with my mother because she's doing it for me. But But it's a great idea to find out, like, is there something I need to eat while I'm here? Is there something I need to make sure I see? Is there some experience? Is there some view I need to make sure I get? Especially when you're traveling internationally, because it's not like you're going to go back there a lot.
1: Oh, right. right.
0: If I'm I'm in Prague, I'm going to be there probably once or twice in my life. I mean, I want to see the stuff there is to see in Prague. I don't want to just, like, you know stare at a Google map and hope I pick right, you know? So doing a little bit of research ahead of time helps. And, and, you know, you know, for speaking social media wise, you got to get the good pictures, you know?
1: (laughs) You do for the gram. Yeah. What makes a good post? We had, uh, we went to New York last year. Kim had, she, from, we planned it beginning in uh, early November and we went in December and she had this huge list. She created a, a in the her notes app all of these wonderful places to go see, and it blew me away how prepared she was. Plus, we had a friend that lived in uh, Hell's Kitchen, and she, I texted her and I said, "Just give me. We don't like the touristy things. We just want the we want we want to be in New York, be a New Yorker." And so we got the rundown on here. You need to go here. Don't go here this is going to cost you out your ass if you go there and it's not, (laughs) it ain't worth it. So insider tips, if you can get somebody that's been there, somebody that lives there. Local,
0: local, 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 local. That is so good. Even just asking, uh, stewardesses, I I know that sounds silly, but if you are afraid to walk up to strangers asking this, because the stewardesses go to these cities all the time and they're there very briefly. So if there's, oh, make sure you hit this steakhouse, this sandwich shop, this coffee place, whatever. Those are really great things to find out. Um, What are some of your dream destinations? What are some places you really want to go?
1: I want to go back to New York. I know it sounds crazy (laughs) because we just went there, but- (laughs) There hasn't been a day that's gone by since then that I haven't thought about it.
0: About New York,
1: I just so
0: funny. You know, I love New York for two days. I can be in New York for two days, and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna hit my pizza place. I'm gonna hit my the little restaurant I like out in the burbs. Uh, Otto's, by the way, uh, run by a lovely Louisiana lady named Jill. I had a Cajun fried oyster up there that kicked. Really, ass. and I was in Nyack, New York. It was unbelievable. Autos. Uh, she took an old automotive garage and turned it into a restaurant. Beautiful. Uh, but but there, you know what I mean. I hit my place. I hit my papaya. But papaya king. I want a hot dog and some papaya juice. I want a piece of pizza. You know, from my from my uh, Capizzi place. Like I want the stuff that I want, and then I want to go to LaGuardia and get the fuck out. Like, oh I do wow! Not enjoy. The I don't know what it is. I I I want to see a show. I yeah. like the the pulse of what it is. I love mm-hmm. two days, and then I can't. And then I'm like, no. I'm so West Coast. You know what I mean? Right, I feel right. like that's either. And as an actor, I was either going to go to New York or LA. And once I went to New York, I was like, I I don't even know what LA is. <laughs> but that's why I'm going. Like, and then when of course when I went to LA, poof, my mind was blown, and that was that. But it was. um I love that. That's your destination. That, like, that's the place that you feel drawn to.
1: And it's it's the little things. It's it's not the big touristy things. I don't I don't give a shit about climbing the Empire State Building. You know, going to the top <laughs> of that. Uh, it's it's Bagels and Schmier on East Twenty Eighth Street, yeah. and and uh, the guys over at Park South Hotel, right next door to Bagels and Schmier. and it's. <laughs> And it's little old lady, uh, Mrs. Hefferly, that we met by accident because we missed our stop on the subway and ended up on East 86th Street. She was climbing under the turnstile and and complaining about the the police threatening to arrest her.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, there
1: were no police, poor lady. There was nobody there threatening to arrest her. But it's those little conversations, these little things that- I love that. uh, That's what I miss about New York. I would get up at four o'clock in the morning and get up, get ready. Kim would, was still sleeping, and uh, I would hop on the subway and go back down uh, to 28th Street to Bales and Schmear every morning and get our bagels and go back, ride the train oh. back up to our other hotel that we stayed in.
0: It just, that. Uh,
1: the people, even the pulse.
0: No, yeah, listen, it's, you either love it or you yes. don't. That is, yes. It's one of those places. I think New Orleans is the same way. You either love New Orleans or you don't. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, New, New York is very much like that for me. I And I'm right in the middle. I love it for two days. And then I'm like, I got to go. This is crazy. And you know what's so funny is the hotel that I'm staying at in Las Vegas, or was staying at, I'm home now, but uh, the hotel is New York, New York Hotel. Yeah. Which New York themed. The Cirque du Soleil show I'm in is called Mad Apple. It's also set in New York. <laughs> yeah. States, right. So the whole thing, and then, you know, my country ass comes on stage and they're like, what the fuck is going on? But <laughs> it's, uh, it, that's the whole thing. So literally for the last six weeks while I was in my residency there, it was, all I heard was New York. New York I I woke up this morning to now you're in New York. Yeah. Like that's all I hear in my, in my dreams. Is, and it's because of that show. So I, I was a New Yorker
1: you. by the end. We were there yeah. for seven nights. The first two days, I'm like this, walking down the sidewalk, looking around, walking side by side with Kim. Big mistake. And <laughs> and I was doing this. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. And I was getting all these dirty looks. But it happened naturally. By the third day, I'm we're walking single file, head down, getting the yeah, f- yeah, getting, getting to where down. we're going. And I'm the one huffing at the freaking tourists, like, go get out of my city. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. You know where I've always wanted to go? I always wanted to go to Australia. That's one of the places I haven't been that I'm dying to go. Uh, I want to go to Sydney. I want to go to Melbourne. I want to, I want to just, they're big comedy cities. They love comedians and uh, have a lot of great venues there. I really want to go and perform in Australia. That's very big for me. Um, Any venues in Australia that want to book me?
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Feel free, reach out, Mama wants to go. Uh, and Jeff does too. Um, I think we should do one we can bitch over biscuits, though I think in Australia biscuits are cookies, which also oh, I'm
1: fine with that.
0: Maybe that's England where biscuits are cookies. It's it, I don't know yeah don't what know. we eat as biscuits they would call a scone, and even a scone is drier than what we call a biscuit, so uh, more more to bitch about. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Well, I love that we um, brought the bitchin' of the the travel nightmares back around uh, to some good stuff. We got some uh, exciting travel plans coming up, actually. Uh, Jeff D. and I are both uh, touring a little bit this summer, and um, I mean, throughout the year, actually. So if you'd like to see where we are, uh, please check out our website. I am jencobra.com. He is about jeffd.com. I know... We have all of these links and information at our Instagram. Please go follow our Instagram at Biscuits. It's a wonderful place. Jeff D's videos there. We're going to have the pictures of our biscuits every week. So you can see the yumminess uh, that we're eating while we're bitching uh, and doing our thing. We hope you've enjoyed our episode about travel. This was so fun, right? Oh,
1: this was good. I, I really and enjoyed this week.
0: One. Next week, the genre oh. or category of podcast we are tackling next week is... Relationships. Oh. We're, gonna We're gonna have gonna some stories. We're <laughs> <Keep> doing this. <laughs> We're gonna talk about everybody. So join us next week for Bitchin Over Biscuits. I am Jen Kober This is Mike Brignack. Bye. Bye. <laughs>